Listener Production. Welcome to the Motorsport Brief. It's Monday the 30th of October 2023. It's race week for the TCR World Tour under lights at Sydney Motorsport Park before heading to the mountain and the Gold Coast round of supercars on the weekend just gone was epic with Ford back in the winner's circle. The title race will go to the final event in Adelaide in a few weeks time. Hi everybody, Greg Rust with you for this edition of the Rusty's Garage Motorsport Brief. Tomorrow morning, a new feature ep drops with the Barguanas. Jason and Ben joining us for a round table. The three of us chatting ahead of a huge fortnight for TCR with the best in the world heading our way. There's great reflections on Jason's career what Ben's plans are, having raced in Portugal and Spa this year in addition to his Aussie campaign, what they do away from the track with the family business, and will Jason be tempted to pull the helmet back on again at some stage? Don't forget the voice of MotoGP. Nick Harris is a recent feature addition on Rusty's Garage 2. He worked with Barry Sheen for many years, spent time in Formula One, uh, and has vivid memories of being there when Ayrton Senna tragically passed away. Plus, what Eddie Lawson, Wayne Gardner, Jeremy Burgess and more were like to work with behind the scenes. Now, today I'm joined by someone we really should have had on the podcast for a feature episode, and I promise we will do that at some stage, maybe ahead of his move to Team 18 next season. He picked up some of those prized Gold Coast trophies with two visits to the podium at the Boost Mobile GC500, including the winner's surfboard yesterday. Hello, David Reynolds. Congratulations. Hello, Rusty. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thrilling finish. How confident were you that you could manage that final period, the kind of seesaw of emotions, the safety car, the pressure from Brody and so on? Um, not, not uh, honestly, not at all. I um, didn't believe at all. My car was really bad in the last stint. It was going wayward. My first two stints were brilliant. Like I was so happy with my car. If I knew if I had that car in the last stint, I could have won. But when I drove out of pit lane, um, did a couple of laps, I'm like, oh, this thing feels like shit. This is weird. <laughs> uh, the brakes started to go wayward. Um, yeah, it was all start- it was all starting to fall apart for me. But um, luckily, I hang on and I fought to fought fought to the death and um yeah we won ridiculous you could tell you were fighting to the death and i've seen the the post that you did for the team on socials overnight so i I sense that it means a lot bathurst 2017 arguably the pinnacle right but where does that one rank given that you had to fight for it been a bit of a drought and so on um yeah it's probably in my top top few i think that was definitely probably the hardest fought race i've i've had to fight i reckon um yeah, because Brody's car was much better than mine. Their, their engines are a little bit stronger than ours. So down down the front straight, he was coming at me really hard and that was setting up his opportunity at turn four and um, that was just making me, making my life really difficult the way he was trying to like, you know, rub on my rear bar and, you know, unstable my car a bit. So, yeah, it was a really, really hard-fought race, man. I'm so so just relieved. It was like I haven't won in five years, right? So it's yep. it's been a long time and honestly it feels like, it feels like my first win again. It's a bizarre feeling. Excellent. Young family, um, for your eldest son, right, did the win kind of sink in? Is he at an age now where he understands what oh. dad's doing and what, what that means to him? <laughs> <laughs> what was his reaction? He's more interested in the Hot Wheels um, <laughs> wagon that goes around in the halftime show. So, yeah, he's he's a funny character. No, he, he sort of, he's come up to me and he said, Daddy win, Daddy win. And I think yeah. he half knows, but not really, nah. He's more interested in the um, yeah Hot Wheels 
stuff and the uh, fireworks that was going on last night and stuff. So, yeah, he's he's just been a two-and-a-half-year-old being crazy. Love it. Bit of chat around about straight lining the chicane on lap 71. You survived that. You know, given that yeah. kind of moment, now that the adrenaline has worn off, tell us how you, you feel about that tension. And then separately, David, another epic celebration by you on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the, I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, the uh, shortcut in the chicane. So, obviously, you know, that that race tends to lend itself to that sort of environment or like you, you get a certain amount of allocated shortcuts or jumps you're allowed to call them and if you haven't got a bad sportsmanship flag up until the last last you know 10 laps it's it's a free-for-all so you gotta gotta play it strategically and for once i did in my life and i'm proud of that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the celebration was mad i was like because oh, i thought you know what am I going to do? What am I going to do this time? And I feel like everything's been done. I didn't really have anything <laughs> planned. And I was talking to Jess and um, I was talking to Jess after getting out of my car and I saw that fire extinguisher there. I'm like, that'll do. So <laughs> I took it up there on the podium and, and Brian Ingerson's telling me, don't, don't spray it, don't take it out there. And I'm just like, nah, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> so I took it out there. But I honestly thought it was going to go completely different in my brain. I had this image of like it was going to be a CO2 canister and it was going to like spray this white like haze everywhere and I was going to come out like Harry Houdini and it was going to be all time funny. And I went out there and pressed it and it just went, Brr. and I was like, oh, my God, that's disappointing. <laughs> but I tried to make a show of it. Um, it was, yeah, it, was, it didn't go exactly how I thought it was going to go, but, you know, it was still funny nonetheless. Sprayed Never. everyone out there and, yeah, it was awesome. Never change, my friend. I love the spontaneity. You've talked in other publications about the work by the Penrite Racing Team, the Grove crew this year, uh, and that's kind yep. of all year long, not just leading into GC with some of the changes for the car. Um, it, it's it's really going in the right way, the right direction for them, isn't it? Oh, 100%, man. They're a, a, a awesome bunch of guys, awesome awesome bunch of, you know, team. The engineering team's unreal. Uh, they're the hardest, I always say, they're the hardest bunch of blokes I've ever worked with in my life. They've, wow. They work so, so long hours and... You know, this year's been a very odd year for, you know, everyone on the Ford side, on the Ford camp, you know. We haven't had a car that's actually looked like it could win a race at any time. And as a driver and a team, you feel that way, you know. you turn Every race you turn up to, you've got high hopes. You're like, this could be our chance. And then you roll out, um, you, you make a really good car, and it's still like miles off the pace. So, you know, this is the first time all year that we've felt like we've had a chance and we capitalised on it. And, um, yeah, it was a perfect you know, the weekend when you look at it, there's, you know, two super close finishes and either manufacturer could have won. So that's what we want in our sport. We want, like, very hard-fought racing from both sides of the fence. You don't want to see one side dominate like it's been this year. It's been um, a very, very dismal year on the forward side. But it's all looking it's all looking positive for us. Um, yeah, so regardless of, you know, if you think you got – if you know, we really didn't have a chance this year winning up until this weekend – but it doesn't matter. That doesn't change your mentality. You still put in the same amount of effort uh, to, to win the race as you do to come 10th or 20th. It's ridiculous. It's a funny, funny sport. What difference did the parity adjustment make from the, the feel of it from you know the, the driver's perspective? Can you quantify that? Uh, yeah, it's just, it just sort of shifted our aero balance more rearward by a few percent, and that's the only thing that really sort of did, I, I, I believe, so far. Um, you know, obviously it's only been one round and we'll mm. probably have a few more data points um, the next round, but it it's just moved that that um, 
that uh, the balance shift of aero, aerodynamics more rearward. So, you know, our cars have always been traditionally turn-in entry instability, instability, which like it's really good for one lap, but it's terrible over 10, 20, 30 laps. So um, that's it's sort of just calm that feeling down of that entry instabilityness we get, mm. and that's made our you know our longevity of our tire a lot better. So you know we can um, we can attack the corner completely differently. We can we can race completely differently, and it's the first time all year that we've had a chance to win. David's chatting to us from the Gold Coast this morning. You might have heard some sirens there in the background just to allay any fears. Yeah. That is not the fire brigade turning me. up. <laughs> turning up to They've come give to you, finally take me away. <laughs> give you lessons on how to use a fire extinguisher. <laughs> We've got a couple of questions a little later on from um, listeners to the pod for you, which I hope you don't mind. We'll, we'll throw at you. Um, in, 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 in that, Craig Harrop talks about the, the parody scenario. Do, do you feel like it is... Um, based on your answer there before, it does feel like it, it's it's better, perhaps closer. Um, he's asking, do you feel like you need um, uh, engine enhancements or improvements still? Yeah, definitely. That was one of the highlight points, I suppose, from you could see really bad at Bathurst. The uh, Camaro was very, very fast down the straight. And if you saw the race yesterday, um, Brody's car was a lot faster down the straight than mine. So, mm. yeah, it's there's there's something definitely going on between the engine um, performances of the boat, of the two cars. Um, but, you know, that's a whole other conversation. At least yeah. they got one part of the aspect right, which I think the aero balance is similar between the two cars. Mm. Uh, we just need to work on the engine performance to make it completely you know, everyone completely happy because they're the only two differences between, you know, every team in down pit lane. It's the only the only differences would be the engine and the and the aero package. And I think the aero package is pretty close now. And they just need to do a bit more work on the engine side. So Gold Coast, and then the final event in Adelaide, and there are some similarities. You know, street circuits and so on. On on paper, does it bode well for Adelaide based on the weekend you've just had? Yeah, it does a little bit. Um, you know, there are sections that are similar. Um, there are sections that are quite different, though. So, you know, once we get there, we'll have to figure out uh, – well, we kind of half know what the differences will be, but we will we'll have the same um, concept, I suppose, going to that race as far as setup goes, and we'll see what tuning we need to do. It was really hard this weekend because we rolled out in practice one. I miss, miss practice one entirely due to a steering fault, and um, practice two – it, you know, we put something in the car that we couldn't undo for that for that uh, session, and it wasn't the best car to drive. So we kind of didn't really know what we had underneath our car until qualifying. So, hmm. you know, for the team to put on a performance like that, like Matt Payne was on pretty much almost on pole. He was on the front row, and for his first time there, you know, huge performance from him. Um, and then, you know, I finished third yesterday. Sorry, on Saturday, and, and won the race yesterday. So. You know, as a team performance, we were probably one of the strongest performing teams over the weekend. I'm glad you brought up Matt Payne's performance there a moment ago. He's a really good mate of Liam Lawson's, right, who joined us on the pod in um, in Singapore. Liam rates Matt's talent really highly. So Bathurst, uh, Gold Coast, as you've just talked about, it's given us a window in, into that talent. What have you kind of observed of him internally there at the team in his, you know, his growth and so on? Um, yeah, he's a, he's a different character. <laughs> he's a funny, <laughs> funny kid, very funny kid. Um, he is, yeah, he's, he's a very, very talented guy, very, very talented in the car. And he, you know, he's dedicated, he's, he's very, very dedicated to his job and he puts a lot of time and effort in behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, he's, a you know, he's, he's just very, very good. Mm. So, 
you know, after the performance on the shootout, I was like, shit, he's, he hosed me. So I just, I had to stump up the next day and do a better job. <laughs> so luckily I did. <laughs> did. <laughs> I had to, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a very funny character. Like when you talk to him, you think, you know, there's not a lot going on upstairs, but he's always thinking of something funny. And um, yeah, he's mm-hmm. an awesome, funny, he's a funny, funny dude. He said some of the funniest stuff all year. I, I'd love to say some of his one-liners, but I don't. I don't think I should. So probably not appropriate a, here. No, no, no. They're sort of appropriate, but I don't want to say anything. He's, okay. he's actually he's, he's a really cool character, and I really I've had one of the best years of my life hanging out with him, um, being my teammate. We've we've gelled really well. Hopefully, I've like he's taken a little bit of wisdom off me, and um, yeah, I, I, you know. But he's I don't want to take any credit for his performance. He's done it all by himself. Can we get you to hang on there for us for just a moment? A quick break here on the Motorsport Brief. More with David Reynolds right after this. You're listening to the Rusty's Garage Shortcast. David Reynolds is with us after his epic podium celebrations at the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. Let's get back to the conversation now. Hey, no wrong decisions in life, right? You always make the best call at the time with what you've got. Is Is a part of you wondering about leaving the groves as you get set for new adventures next year at all mate absolutely yeah it was um you know they're an unbelievable bunch of guys and it's really going to it's going to be sad to see uh myself leave but you know that's that's the decision you make and you got to stick by it and Mm. yeah we'll we'll roll on next year and um try and beat them so that's just that's just the that's the nature of the nature of the beast nature of the game um because yeah, there's you know many decisions that go, many reasons to go into your decision of why you leave or why you stay. So mm. um, yeah, we'll just we'll see what happens next year. Will you surround yourself with some familiar faces there? I don't know where you can or can't talk about that. And and what was kind of the clincher for you to to go to team eighteen? What attracted you to move? Yeah. Um, oh, like you know, I was I'm getting a bit older, Rusty, and I'm trying to look for. No, you. I still think of you as young, David. <laughs> yeah, so do I, mate. I still honestly, I. Was, if 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 you didn't know how old you were, how old would you feel, Greg? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel twenty-one. How old would you feel? I Mate, feel twenty-one, 100%, but, but I feel... my, my greys say otherwise, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I'm thirty-eight years old, but I still feel like twenty-one, maybe even younger. Like, I don't, I don't see age as a barrier in this sport, but some people see it as a barrier for some unknown reason. Um, you know, obviously, the older you get, you. You might have family or you might have other interests outside of motor racing, so it kind of detracts you from your, your your core business or your core thinking, which is getting up every day and thinking about how I'm going to win this next race, where I'm going to break in turn one, what are we doing there? You know, there's all those constant thoughts going in your head. Once that starts to you know, disappear from your brain, uh, I think that's when you should hang up the boots. But for me, that hasn't left me, so I'm always thinking about motor racing and how I can – drive faster or where I can make up a tenth here or half a tenth there. So, you know, that, that never leaves me. Excellent. Um, Some... Yeah. But, Some... like, what, why reason that's why I left is, you know, I'm getting a bit older. I was after, like, a slightly longer-term deal and um, um, Charlie gave it to me. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's the crux of it really. Good on you. Some questions here from listeners uh, of the pod have come in. We'll power through those um, to the finish. Firstly, one from Brett Burt. Pitfield, uh, what does he predict his Albrecht Bird? <laughs> what does he predict his Queensland pot plant bill will be? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I'm not really sure. Hopefully they might like forget that I do any weird stuff on the podium, just say it's part of the show because I think it puts on a nice show for everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone just gets up there, gets their trophy, thank you, and it all looks kind of bland and the same. So, you know, I always like to like to do something different, but it's only reserved for the winner. You've got okay. to do something crazy if you're the winner. If you're the podium getter, you know, you've got to respect the – the wishes of the of the winner. So, yeah, it was it was awesome, awesome to get a. Yeah, I, I got. To, I need to actually start planning some better ones. <laughs> Fast forward to twenty twenty four, and you're doing community service, doing plant work for Gold Coast Council. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Here's one from Gordon Anderson. On a scale of one to SVG, what ranking would you give your burnout at the end? Um, one it was terrible. Really? I yeah, I did one. I did two of them, um, and I was kind of just. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've done a burnout. I haven't mm-hmm. done one since I've last one, which is no, I didn't even do one five years ago. Last time I did a burnout was probably ten years ago. So I need a bit of practice. <laughs> it was pretty bad though. Like I did a good one down the back straight. I did a terrible one at turn four. So um, I, I kind of got you know facing the fence the wrong way, and I couldn't get reverse, and it was looking like Austin Powers out there. So um, yeah, it was pretty silly. Uh, one from Gordon. Uh, uh, again, who asks, what does fire extinguisher foam taste like? Kids, please don't try that at home naturally. So. No, I didn't, I didn't taste it. Honestly, Did I didn't taste it at all. I think okay. Water's got some in his ear and he was pretty pissed off at me about that. I said sorry, but he was, he was a good sport about it. Okay. Um, Ann Mitchell, love you, never change. That's great. Uh, Jim Hart, Thank you. Um, uh, are you a volunteer firefighter on weekdays? Am I? No, I'm not. My... Um, Tani's dad's a he's a proper rigid ditch fire fire um, fireman. So yeah, I've been to the fire station in Darwin a few times and yeah, shown Ray the big fire truck and everything yeah, like that. So yeah, but it was honestly just spur of the moment. I just it was the only thing I could get my hands on <laughs> that was mobile enough for me to steal and take up to the podium. And I love how your brain works zeroing in on something and like that's it, that's me, that's what that's, I'm going to take that's to the. Me. Yeah, okay. To it was gonna, it was, I, I wish it was a CO2 one. It would have looked like heaps better. So, yeah. Oh, well. I'll say it for the next one. Gareth George, I love his podcast. Surely now that he's won a race, it will make a comeback. I actually, and now I, I actually, on this subject, I asked Michael Caruso recently about this in his pod yeah, too. Yeah, listen to that. Yeah. There's a bit of a passion project for the pair of you. You used to take your little audio kit on the road with you. Um, <laughs> the, the journalist Andrew Van Leeuwen's doing other other things now with Speed Cafe. Uh, will you and Michael reignite that at some stage? That's Gareth's question, I guess. Uh there's always a chance of a possibility. Um, I love doing it. That was heaps of yeah. fun. Um, got me in trouble a lot and <laughs> that's what I like to be. I like to have a bit of trouble in my life. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really up to Michael. We've got to talk to him about it. Okay, okay. It does, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into podcasts, isn't there? There's a, there like, is, a lot there of behind is. the scenes of work. Scenes. So, yep, yep. You know, he, he did most of it, so I can't take any credit for that. <laughs> I just turned up and opened my mouth and some words came out. Can't we just hit record and that's it? Yes. Um, yeah, uh, that, that was all, that's all it was. It was a very, very simple format, but, you know, Michael was always about the plan and, you know, these things. And we had a run sheet, but I didn't need to read it, not at all. It was, all, okay. it was just off the cuff. Look at you two, yin and yang. Um, uh, Darren, oh. Darren Ralston, an update on the RX7 Series 1 resto, please. That's a, good hey. question from, that's a good question from Darren because now you've got a little bit of extra cash in the skyrocket from the weekend. How's that project going, David? 
Yeah, it's going along well. Um, I'm waiting for a diff centre to turn up, and once my wheels and tyres are done, I think she'll be on the road very, very shortly. I can't wait for it. It's been uh, 16, 17 years since I drove it last. <laughs> it's almost as long as my last win. <laughs> well, it wasn't because you changed that yesterday. We look forward yeah. to perhaps a bit more of that before you wrap up your chapter with um, with Penrite Racing. Thank you for coming on today, mate, and for, for sharing a bit of um, that moment, that weekend for you, and for taking some listener questions as well. And we wish you all the very best in Adelaide in a few weeks' time. No, thanks, Greg. Love you, mate. Love you, brother. All the best. Just a reminder to the finale for Supercars on the streets of Adelaide, November 23 to 26. A couple of other pieces of news before we go today. Was that the final straw for Sergio Perez at Red Bull after he crashed out of his home race at the first corner in this morning's F1 round in Mexico? Under pressure after a form slump this season, he made a lightning start and was challenging for the lead with pole sitter Charles Leclerc and Sergio's teammate Max Verstappen as the three of them went for it on the run into turn one. Max on the inside, Sergio on the outside, wasn't quite far enough in front of Leclerc and the contact launched the Red Bull, leaving it with plenty of damage, particularly to the floor. Now, Sergio made it back to the lane, but that's as far as it went. Max Verstappen won. It's his 16th win of the season. Staggering. Lewis Hamilton second, Leclerc third, Daniel Ricciardo seventh and Oscar Piastri home in eighth. Congratulations to Aaron Borg, who wrapped up the 2023 Super Utes title at Surface Paradise. We had his Cedars Racing stablemate Dave Casey on the pod recently. Fun chat, that one, with Mudflap 2, as they call him. You can find that in our Rusty's Garage library. Gold Coast local Bailey Hall has made it seven different winners from seven rounds so far in the Porsche Carrera Cup. He broke through for his first race win there too. So the Kiwi Callum Hedge, who has been leading that championship, but juggling a single-seater series in the United States as well with this Porsche program, trails Jackson Walls by 21 going into the final round there in South Australia. Jorge Martin did everything he could for his MotoGP title fight at the Buriram Circuit in Thailand, winning the sprint and the GP, which was just as exciting, if not more so, than that Saturday race we enjoyed in Australia. The South African Brad Binder, who brought his KTM home second, was penalised post-race for exceeding track limits, which promoted Ducati's reigning world champion, Peko Bagnaia, to second. So Peko leads Martin by just 13 points on the ladder now. The fight looks like going right to the wire at the final event in Spain. The next stop... On the tour is Sepang in Malaysia, November 10 to 12. That is it for this edition of The Brief. Keep an eye out for notifications on the brand new feature episode with the Barguanas, which drops tomorrow morning with Jason and Ben there ahead of Race Sydney, the first of two stops on the Aussie leg of the TCR World Tour this weekend. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Bye for now.